Welcome to Homegrown Conversations, a collaboration between KFSK and the Petersburg Public Library. I'm Kari Peterson. Today, I'm talking with Jonas Becklin, who began a musical wood selling venture this spring. Jonas is an ambitious high school freshman who enjoys the great outdoors, music, and earning money. Welcome, Jonas. Hello. Hi. So, um, last spring, you took the first steps towards getting into the business of selling wood for musical instruments. Can you tell us about what inspired you to want to take that on? Um, so, actually, a year before, I had heard from Andy Cowan. Um, he told me about how you can make, you know, a, a good amount of money with just an old truck and a chainsaw. And uh, I said, huh, that sounds pretty, pretty cool. So I wrote all kinds of stuff down that he told me and did some research. And that summer I was gill netting, so I was busy. But this spring, I uh, decided to actually take it on. And uh, first, I, I went out to find, find a tree. And uh, my motivation for doing that is because I like... I like the, the logging part and uh, I had done some tree jobs for people and like, you know, I'll keep this going, but uh, try it with the music wood. Yeah. So you actually really like the logging part of it. Yes. Okay. That's nice to know. Um, Cause I've, I've known you as a, a music fan. But yeah, no, um, I like the music part, but that's not very musical when you're harvesting that. No, it's not. Uh, okay. It takes patience to do that. It takes patience to harvest. Yeah. Well, the whole process. Yeah. Yeah. So let's start at the beginning before you were even in the woods. Um, one of, this is one of my favorite parts of this story, actually, is you're dealing with the Forest Service to purchase or get permission to cut the tree that you'd selected. Can you tell us about that experience? There's a lot of paperwork involved, isn't there? Yes. Um, at first, I was, was driving the main highways and looking uh, at some, you know, really, really nice old growth trees along the highway specifically um out by uh, the swan observatory and out just on the left side of the road there there's some really nice you know perfectly round trees you know with no twist or anything so i asked you know some forest service friends um i I asked Craig Anderson, um, is this uh, legal? And uh, no, it was not. <laughs> so a lot of my wood looking, wood hunting, uh, I was 
finding these nice trees and looking on the map that you're given for a timber sale and finding out that it, uh, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't legal. So I picked some nice trees, uh, in an old growth preserve out by, um, three lakes and since it's an old growth reserve I couldn't take them so I organized to go out for a cruise with with the cruiser with his GPS backpack and his iPad that showed him where everything was legal and he said let's meet up on a road that he thinks that has had a previous sale that was turned down because of where its location was. Uh, we weren't up, able to go up that road because there was snow on the ground. So I'm like, why don't I looked at the map on his iPad and uh, looking at the satellite images, I saw, you know, looking at the satellite in images before and where the area was, there was a legal spot that was closer by the road there. So we went to that spot and we hiked up the hillside and the line was the line of where the state, so that it was a state, the state owned road, then the forest service um, land. And then there's a stream right there and then a line. So we walked up the hill. I found this tree and I got lucky. It was on the other side of the line. <laughs> Just on the other side of the line. Yeah. So I you... wouldn't have been able to find it without that, that technology that the cruiser had. Oh, wow. So what are you looking for in a tree? It has to be a specific kind of tree. Yeah. Um, Sitka spruce is the most available for guitar, tar, guitar wood on this island because they're you can, you can do red cedar, but there aren't any big red cedars around that are as easy to find as the Sitka spruce. So what you look for is a tree about 36 inches in diameter or bigger um that uh has minimal branches and no twist and has a really big trunk so you have lots of wood to work with because okay. when you're doing the tone wood there is a lot of there's a lot of waste okay so probably about a third or less of that tree is going to be the cream that makes guitars okay. everything else after you dice it up you know you might be able to get some firewood out of it or if you just judge a log by how it looks like if there's all kinds of knots around it you can just mill it up and uh with uh, the contract i had it was it was a mill a sawwood contract, so I could saw that up if I wanted to. Okay. And why is the Sitka spruce good for 
musical instruments for guitars. What about the wood makes it good for that? I'm not sure. It's it is it's lighter than than hemlock and yeah i'm not i'm not sure it uh it carries it's a soft wood that re that uh reacts to uh that makes sound well you know sick of spruce they use that in pianos also okay it's one of it's one of the main uh instrument woods okay so um when you were dealing with the forest service for a while there they thought they were dealing with an adult yeah um I, the guy the guys know me some of the guys know me um the the only time that is when I called the timber cruiser up and I set up a time and place and we, and I met there, he was expecting to see some guy in a big pickup truck roll truck roll up. And I, I showed up on a, a, a little motorbike, a scooter <laughs> with rain gear on. <laughs> and that, uh, that made him think a little, <laughs> Yes. Um, so how big was the tree that you fell? Was it? It was 43, I, 43 inches in diameter on the butt. Okay. And then I stopped cutting up rounds when it got up to about, you know, just under 36 inches. Okay. And what do you do with the after that did you just mill the rest of it from the top or well i have it sitting in my yard and uh i think i'm gonna chainsaw mill it finally okay and maybe i'm i'm thinking about a new a new business venture <laughs> i'm thinking <laughs> about making uh some live edge tables oh yeah yeah i know um for the Viking Swim Club auction last year, um, I believe it was Chris Fry had donated a live edge piece of wood for auction. And boy, that was the hot ticket item. Wow. Nice. People really want that live edge. Yeah. Yeah. I might not be able to. With this wood, it's pretty perfect. So... Like it's all straight. It's not like a burl mm -hmm. or a tree wart. Yeah. It's not special looking. It's just pretty straight and, you know, it'll be fun just to count the grains because, you know, it's a couple, couple hundred years old or no, probably 300 years old up there <laughs> on the top there. Okay. Wow. Um, so tell us about that experience of following the tree. Who helped you with that? So my neighbor, he was going to supervise me, but uh, it didn't work out. So really, um, I, uh, I went out and I uh, asked Pete Litzheim, you know, if he'd uh, watch me and 
you know, give me a little advice um, when I was cutting the tree. And uh, he did. And uh, I will not forget that experience because not too many people get to cut down trees that big at my age. <laughs> no. And I, I love that you had, I remember the day after this, you had showed me the video and it was so fun to see um, Pete in the woods, Pete that's time in the woods again. So tell us a little bit about that experience, falling a tree that big. Um, Well, trees that big make different noises than, uh, you know, smaller second growth trees, you know, like you feel the ground shake and, uh, a very distinct moan as the tree goes down. <laughs> wow. It's pretty cool. So there's a moan when the tree goes down. Well, like a, and then it goes, it's the ground. Okay. Um, with the tree that big, I just had to, I use, I had to make the face, you know, cut the face from, either side because my bar wasn't big enough um that uh you know lining i should have tilted the saw a little bit up more up at an angle i didn't line them up completely but i just cleaned cleaned it out made it nice and clean and had a little dutchman in there but that's okay (laughs) a dutchman is when a little bit more of your holding wood on one side is cut um, than the other other, and that steers the tree. Okay. And so did it steer it over into a place maybe you didn't want it? No. No, it fell right where you want it. Tree is where I want them and holding wood is what gets you there. Okay. Um, With that tree, I cut all I cut a a huge chunk of wood on the left side and left a big strap on the right side to steer it to the right away from this hemlock snag that I brushed up a little. Yeah. But I didn't take it down. I was very close to taking it down. (laughs) That it's quite the force to watch those big trees fall. I mean, it's powerful. Yeah. And, uh, you want to get out of the way. You don't really want to be watching it. I mean, no, you, you watch the tree as you run away from it because you never know what could come back at you. Yeah. When it comes back down. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what are some of your next steps? So where is the wood now? It is, I processed it into bolts and it is in a container. Um, It is ready to be sold. Um, COVID-19 has shut down the market really for for that cone wood. And I did, I found a couple markets uh, thanks to my dad um, that, but they want, 
they want the wood sliced up into the the actual guitar tops. So all they have to do is draw it and cut it out and put it on the guitar. And that step requires a little extra money to buy a bandsaw and a drum sander. Okay. Are you thinking about getting into that or still looking at it? No. No. I'm just going to sell the bolts and uh, just uh, do my, uh, I'm going to do some, just some tree work here and there and uh, do my summer fishing and see what, what money I can juggle around to try something new without not uh, missing that chunk of money that goes into college. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Very important chunk of money. If you're just joining us, this is Homegrown Conversations, a collaboration between KFSK and the Petersburg Public Library. I'm Kari Peterson. Today, I'm talking with Jonas Beckland, who began a musical wood selling venture this spring. Jonas is an ambitious high school freshman who enjoys the great outdoors, music, and earning money. Now back to our conversation. Jonas was telling me about the process of making the wood that he cut down into bolts for selling for guitar tops. So after you get the tree down, you cut it up into two foot lengths you cut the like firewood the rounds into two foot lengths and then you get it to an area where you're comfortable working then you set the round on its face and you take a look at the wood grain and usually one side has a little a nice chunk of straight grain you know, perfectly circle. Then the other side might have some fluting or unstraight grain that uh, doesn't work that well for tone wood. So you cut that out. After that, you by splitting it, you know, you split it in half with a, a steel wedge or a, a, a fro, a big fro. I bought a, a tiny little and I broke it because it was meant for splitting just shingles, not big rounds. Anyway, uh, then you draw a line with a black crayon uh, where the, the sapwood is. And then you take wedges and you in a you know place them in, in a circle, you know, with how the grain is, and you tap you, you uh, cut the, the sapwood off because the sapwood doesn't produce a good sound. Okay. And then so- you subdivide the good wood into uh, eight by 10 by, you know, it can, it can be from 13 inches to uh, eight inches. It's a 
a square. <laughs> yes, a square piece of a pie. And that piece of wood that has no knots in it, that's straight grain, has no sapwood in it, is then ready to be stacked up into your container. And that bolt of wood, the square of wood, is what you can sell to a resaw, a resawn company that will saw it up. And then what is sawed up gets put on the face of the guitar. Okay. And it gets sawed up pretty thin because the face of a guitar yeah. really and thin. The face of the guitar is what has the sound. Yeah. The back, the back contributes a little, but the front makes, makes, makes it a whole new world of sound. Do you have something there you can play for us? Yeah. Yep. So this guitar here is a Taylor 314 CE, and it has a Sitka spruce top from around here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, this one uh, my dad got for me in Austin, Texas, and that's its story. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know that the Sitka spruce came from around here? Well, no. it has Sitka spruce. Um, Sitka spruce oh. grows on the west. Grows on the west coast. Okay, I understand now. At Adirondack or something like that. That grows in other parts of the country, and that's the other kind of spruce that they use for guitars. And you get that in places like Maine. Yeah. Okay. sounds great Jonas um so that's what it's all about right there huh what all the hard work is for um well the hard work is for 
the money, but really that hard work to me is a lot of fun. Yeah. I would have, I would have paid that $300 for that sale just to have the fun I had logging it. You know, the paperwork part wasn't fun and the, the anxiously awaiting part was not fun either, but I learned a lot from just that little business adventure. So, yeah. So you're pretty quiet right now. Um, but I loved what you just said. So what was the biggest thing you think you learned from the whole experience? What stands out to you the most? Um, how to buy a tree sale from the Forest Service. You know, when I first got into it, I mean, when I first thought about it, you know, it sounded easy, you know, and to some guys, you know, it is, it, it was hard for me, you know, it sounded just as simple as going out, buying a tree the same day you put that paperwork in, you know, you pay cash and do it. No, you have to buy it through, you have to pay through cashier's checks or online you know pay.gov and it has to go through all kinds of people that specialize in like streams and archaeology stuff like that because they really um, want to make sure that that won't disturb the the forest So that, that and that's, that's what the Forest Service does, you know. Yeah. You know, they take they take care of the forest. So from the people that were helping you on the ground, like in the woods, and actually teaching you how to log, what stands out to you the most from that experience? Well, before I did this sale, I've had you know, a year and a half of other experience. I didn't learn how to do the whole works this, this one time, you know? Oh yeah. You've been, you've been cutting wood. Yes. I have cut down many, you know, I've cut down a bunch of trees before then. Um, Was this the first time cutting down something this big? Yes. But, uh, it, it it wasn't uh, it wasn't puzzling you know you just walk up there and face cut back cut there she goes you know okay um they leave those trees like that they leave the stump differently you know and they start slower you know okay and you got and you deal with wedge, a lot of wedges, you know, like when the wedges start coming in easy, then it's gone. You know, you can just walk away and then a few seconds later, it'll just fall over, <laughs> you know, and that's what happened in that video. Um, I tapped the wedges in a little bit, a little bit more and they came easy, you know, and Pete said, oh, it's gone. Go call your guy up on the road saying it's coming down. 
as I was calling him up, the tree started falling over. And then I ran over, grabbed my saw and got out of there and the tree came down safely. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well, I'm glad that you had some, some fabulously experienced men in the woods there with you. To, yeah. To do that. And, uh, I think they had fun also. I think they probably did. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. Um, thank you for joining me today. It was nice to, to hear from you. And I, I look forward to seeing what your next venture will be. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for joining us. This has been a conversation with Jonas Beckland about his musical wood selling venture he started this spring. This has been Homegrown Conversations, a collaboration between KFSK and the Petersburg Public Library. Today's show will be archived as a podcast on the library's website at www.psglib.org. There will also be a link to the library's website at kfsk.org. Thank you to KFSK and the Friends of Petersburg Libraries for making today's show possible.